Good morning. I've said before that uh, prayer, uh, praying to God, is something, I believe I understand it, but I still have difficulty comprehending it. That God in heaven, who I firmly believe made made everything, he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing, he's all-seeing. God in heaven hears each one of us. He listens He cares, and he responds. That's almost beyond me. And I'll go out on a limb and say it's possible that uh, some of you occasionally have maybe some uh, cloudiness about this, right? Last week, Wilford said that prayer is possibly our greatest and our most neglected blessing Uh, And I believe he's right. So let's talk about it. Let's start with children. Dear God, my mom tells me that you have a reason for everything on earth. I guess broccoli is one of your mysteries, (laughs) along with bananas. Dear God, I need you to make my mom not allergic to cats. I really want a cat, and I really don't want to ask my mom to move out. Dear God, can you get me a smartphone? Santa must have forgotten. I saw my big brother walking out of the shower on accident. God, can you erase that from my brain? (laughs) Dear God, when will my sister stop being annoying? I'm down to my last patience. Dear God, I promise to never say those words again, at least until my next shots. Dear God, I hope my dog is with you in heaven. Please take care of him. I'm sorry if he chews on your sandals. The definition of prayer is kind of simple. It's just us talking to God. Now, in the Old Testament, uh, God occasionally just talked back. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to have your Bibles handy. I'm gonna, um, we're going to do some, several readings because I think the Bible's smarter than me. So we'll let it do some talking to us. Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17. Verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him. (laughs) I just, I find that remarkable. I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, and I'll make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You'll be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram. Your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations nations. Exodus 33. Exodus 33. Verse 9. Exodus 33, verse 9. It came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked 
with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshiped, each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Oh, wow. He spoke to Moses as a friend. And we remember that God also spoke to and through the prophets, sometimes with visions or dreams. But as time passed, God seemed to do less speaking uh, and more listening. I want you to go to the Psalms. Uh, the Psalms, of course, mostly from David, are this just a fountain uh, of prayers. And I notice David prayed in many different situations with many different emotions, just like you and just like me. I titled the lesson, uh, My Prayer Life, parenthesis, and maybe yours, because I see so much of how these Old and New Testament people prayed that uh, matches up to me occasionally, and I, I think it will. To you too. Do you pray when you're happy? Do you pray when you're sad? I'm thinking of Vicki right now. Do you pray when you're sad? Do you pray when you're victorious or when you're defeated or discouraged? On top of the world with your thanksgiving or at the bottom of life? because of your troubles, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. Psalm 23. There's a place over by the lake that I, there's a short uh, hiking trail Psalm 23, and I like going there. Is there's a little cemetery at the end, and there's a, a bench, and I can go there and sit, and I can look out over the waters that Roger and I used to fish on, and I, it's just um, Psalm 23. This is New Living Translation. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside these peaceful waters. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid. And now he goes from he to you, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I'll live in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, wow. Maybe read that before you go to bed at night. Just relax yourself into prayer and into sleep. Psalm 3, a bit different. 
Psalm 3. One of David's sons, Absalom, rebelled, decided he would take over the kingdom. And he pursued his father with an army and intended to kill him. Absalom, his son. Psalm 3, Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there's no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and sleep. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I'll not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Psalm 8. Psalm 8. If you ever get to feeling a bit overwhelmed by life, I would recommend this. Go outside on a clear night and just look up at the sky. I'm kind of big on stars and planets and moon. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Verse 3, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? How can you possibly, Lord, be interested in me? And I'm so thankful that you are. Verse 9, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Great song about that, by the way. Psalm 18. Psalm 18. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I trust, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Just like we sang a while ago, I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When we move into the New Testament, there are several things I can learn about my prayer life. Number one is that prayers don't have to be long. Um, Terry, you have a uh, second hand on your watch. You don't have a watch. Uh, who has a, who, who's got a watch with a second hand on it? You got it, Kenny? All right. When I give you the signal, I want you to time me. And when I give you another signal, I want you to stop. Jesus said to his followers, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. Here's here's my example uh, of how you should pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. How long did that take? 32 seconds. 32 seconds. Rather quick, huh?
and spoken as an example to me, to them, by Jesus Christ. How about a few words as we drive to school or to work? With your eyes open, by the way. Um, maybe between tasks at work, Jeff, between tax returns, you finish one. 32 seconds, a little prayer to God. At break time, uh, lunch, on the way home, or some brief moment when thoughts of a loved one or a friend or a situation passes through your mind. Ray hits my mind about every hour. Just a little, Lord, take care of him. Take care of Doris, because he's getting impatient. <laughs> Lord, take care of Vicki. Take care of the family. Take care of whoever. Our prayers may not be answered as we wish. God's will matters the most, and what always comes to mind, um, that's, again, that song that Kenny led about Gethsemane. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father, you think the Lord was listening? You think God the Father was listening? You know he was. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. That's kind of comforting, isn't it? And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And again, a second time, he went away and he prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. God gives us the things that we would have asked for if we were as wise as he is. God gives us what we would have asked for if we are as wise as he is. Paul had kind of a remarkable way of dealing with it when God's answer uh, was not what he wanted. Turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians it's right after 1 Corinthians. <laughs> 2 Corinthians. Um, at the, the latter part of chapter 11. The latter part of chapter 11. There's a list of things that Paul says of his own characteristics and achievements. And he talks about, uh, starting in verse 22, there's, there's where you see it. Are, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers? I speak as well. I am more. I, I worked harder. Labor's more abundant. I got beaten more often. And on and on he goes through this list of uh, verse uh, 27. In weariness and toil and sleeplessness, often in hunger and thirst, and he gets to, verse, or to chapter 12, 
and there's this odd situation. It's worthy of your study sometime. Verse 2, I know this man in Christ who 14 years ago had these various revelations. Most people think he's talking about himself. And when he gets to verse 7, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of these revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Isn't it interesting that that sentence in verse uh, 7 begins and ends with exactly the same wording, lest I should be exalted above measure. It's Concerning this thing, and most people thought it was his eyesight, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. This is the Apostle Paul who wrote half the New Testament. Surely God's going to answer his prayer. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Do you have something in your life that over and over you hope that the Lord will fix or mend a relationship or a physical, something like that? Paul says that the Lord assumed that his grace was enough in his life. Therefore, most gladly, therefore, based upon the fact that God let me know that he wasn't going to fix my problem and that I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to have to figure out how to be better because of it, does that affect your prayer life? You know, most gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. If I can take some measure of uh, confidence that I've been dealing with an infirmity or a weakness well to God's favor, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Maybe that will help me and you uh, figure out how to deal with some of the stuff we have to deal with every day. If we can deal with them, it'll make us stronger. We'll be better Christians and better able maybe to help someone else. James chapter 5. This is kind of an interesting little section here. James chapter 5, verse 16. This is us church family members, I guess, dealing with uh, each other. James 5, verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I think we're pretty good with the second part of that, praying for one another. But I'm not sure if we're that anxious 
to confess our faults to others. You know what I mean? Uh, I hope you have somebody that you feel uh, comfortable sharing some really deep, difficult issues in your life. Haven't you had those times in your life when you just kind of spilled your guts uh, to your wife or husband or parent or dear friend? Um, you know, we're in a time of uh, messaging and texting and the eye-to-eye the conversation with my brother or my sister is not what I think it could be if we took advantage of it a little more. If we would purpose just to spend enough time with each other to have a deep conversation, I believe it would be helpful. I, you know, Robin, you, if I've got a problem, one of the first things that helps me is to admit, admit I've got a problem and talk to somebody about it. Now, I got Beverly. And that's, she knows all my problems and keeps this lengthy list. Um, all right, let's check off another one. Um, but I can talk to her, and I hope you have somebody like that. If you don't, uh, find somebody or be somebody that somebody can talk to. Try, even if it's just here for just a few minutes before or after worship, try to have some sort of a conversation that might lead to, hey, maybe we could go to lunch sometime. Why don't you come over and we'll, or whatever. Confess your faults. One version says trespasses. Another one says sins. Confess your sins one to another and then pray one for another. If James says it, I got to believe it'll work. And uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Um, I'll just leave that one with you and you think about it a little bit. All right, let's uh, <clears throat> kind of wrap this up a little bit. We saw how God uh, spoke to people. He doesn't do that phys physically uh, anymore, but he gave us uh, his communication to us and the book of Hebrews, there was a time in the past when God spoke by prophets and, and uh, spoke to the fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. We've got Jesus' words. We've got the uh, apostles' words. Uh, we can be made better. Paul said, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Excuse me, this is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 and through 20. Pray in the Spirit at all times, on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. This is the Apostle Paul asking his readers there, pray for me too. Uh, this will be a prayer we're going to have for Mitchell. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for everyone, Jews and Gentiles alike. 
I'm in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. One last uh, psalm. This is another prayer of David. It's in Psalm 30. Psalm 30. I will extol you, O Lord. I will praise you. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up. You have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You've kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, Vicki. Joy comes in the morning. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Keep your heart close to your father. Like uh, Jeff read, pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. How's your prayer life? I've shared with you some of the things that uh, helped me with mine. Let's take these examples from Jesus, uh, from David, Paul, and many others, uh, and let's pray without ceasing. It'll be good for us. Uh, talking to God is never a bad moment. Maybe some here today that have uh, a request for a prayer on your heart. I've uh, encouraged you to pray uh, for yourselves, but there's value uh, in uh, gathering 100 people and knowing that their minds are focused on something that you want to share. So if you have anything on your heart this morning, uh, please come down front. We'll talk about it, and we'll pray with you uh, as we stand and sing.